0: Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: It is six minutes after the hour of five o'clock on a Friday afternoon and you're listening to Bob Bernie live. my telephone number 877 Bob Live 877. 877- Two six two fifty four eighty three. I didn't know whether I would have anybody uh, holding on the phone line coming into this uh, segment, and uh, I do, which means I have been saved from discussing very con- something very controversial, something that probably many of you would disagree with me on. But I have been saved from that. at least for now, because it's Friday and I always defer to the phones. And uh, not only is it Friday, not only do we have someone on the phone, it is Lance in Mechanicsburg. And Lance is calling right in the middle of the five o'clock rush hour in Mechanicsburg. Lance, thanks for the call.
2: Hey, thanks, Bob, for taking my call. It's uh, it's uh, the traffic is manageable up here. It's not bad.
1: <laughs> I always avoid Mechanicsburg at 5 p.m. Man, I don't want to get caught in all that traffic.
2: It's best to do that. Yes. All
1: right, lads. Hey, thanks for calling. What's on your mind and heart?
2: Well, I just had a couple of things real quick. I just um, on the on the gun control issue, and you know, I am a, a Second Amendment supporter. I live in a rural area up here, and i do you know bare arms keeping bare arms and uh you know i'm I'm safe about it and i i don't know the i never met the guy but the guy calls in sometimes to your show his name's al and i i know he said what church he goes to over in delaware and i go to the same church that he does and hopefully i'll get to meet him sometime over there but i'm right. on the security team there oh good i'm on the security team there yeah and uh you know, unfortunately, we all just about carry concealed carry, you know, and it's just it's just a fact of life. I I wish we didn't have to do it. I hate it, yeah. you know, that we have to do that in a church. But, you know, the the world is evil. People are fallen, and you know that's not going to change until Jesus returns ultimately. You know, that's not going to not going to change. So,
1: you know, it's just I, we're going to
2: have to live with
1: you, you know. You know when when I was a teenager, even in Compton, California. I know, Honestly, I never dreamed that I would live to the day when almost every church in America would have a security team and at least one or two people carrying guns in a church service. But, but Lance, that's where we are. Uh, and I have said this over and over and over again on this program. Your church must have a security plan. I don't care whether it's a church of 3,000 or 300 or 30, your church must have a security plan. It may not include people who are packing, who are carrying. That's up to the individual church. But you've got to have a security plan. In the world we live in today, that is an absolute essential, but I never thought. I would live long enough to see that in America. But here we are, Lance. Here we are.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, it's horrible, you know, the state of affairs that we're in. We're just rapidly decaying, you know, that the world is, you know, just, just rapidly. So, but uh, I wonder, we'll talk on one more thing real quick, Bob, if you got a second there. Sure. Um, I called a couple of weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago, about the Great Reset. Yeah. And was asking you about it, you know, if you heard much about it, but. I did hear you had an interview with Jan Markell, a lot yes. three ministries there. Yes. uh huh. And I, I tell you, if you want a really good overview and get up to speed on the great reset, her website is a wonderful resource. I just urge anybody that's it, interested indeed. in that. Yeah, it is. And uh, you will, you will get a good education. And I tell you, it's a lot of people still just, they don't understand this. They're not aware of this happening, you know, right before our eyes, but you know, to, to, accomplish what these people want to accomplish this world economic forum and these globalists i call them you know the elitists. Mm-hmm. you know you have to destroy before you can build back better and that's what they're in the process of doing right now you know that's why we're we're seeing you know energy prices skyrocket we're seeing food shortages and we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg right now it's going to get a lot worse it's coming you know well i think and I'm just so too to sadly. people you yeah. know just get educated because uh prepare the best you can you know and, yeah. I hope we don't have to face super hard times, but we may have to here, you know, before Jesus returns or, you know, takes us, well, takes we, us first.
1: So. And, and, Lance, we were warned that those days would come. We just assumed it wouldn't come in our lifetime because we here in America, Christians in America are like a bubble. If you look at the history of Christianity for the last 2,000 years, it has been normal to suffer. It has been normal to to be persecuted, and then you come to the founding of America and the first 230 years or so, and we are this aberration in the history of the Christian church, but that aberration is going away, and uh, unless we have a real spiritual revival, we're going to face those tough times. We are. And we need to be prepared for it, and we shouldn't be surprised
2: exactly exactly I, but, I think it's coming rapidly
1: but it gives us a greater opportunity to tell people about Jesus
2: absolutely that's yeah. the ultimate goal right there absolutely
1: all right Lance always good to talk to you thanks for calling
2: thank you sir have a good weekend you as well bye-bye
1: um I oh, oh my goodness and I've got to be I've got to be vague on this because I don't want to offend anybody but um as you know, I speak in a lot of different churches, all different sizes, denominations, and so forth. And uh, today, most churches have a security team, and they should, and they have a security plan. And occasionally, before I preach, when we join, I arrive at the church, someone will take me over to the side and say, hey uh here are the members of our security team if anything happens this is what we're going to do here's our plan and i always appreciate that you know here's the person he's kind of in charge and you, well anyway i i appreciate that but oh my goodness it's been it's been several months went to a church sunday morning and i'm speaking and uh an individual and i that's all i'll say an individual came up to me introduced himself and he says i am the head of the security team i said great that's that's wonderful <laughs> and then he began to tell me <clears throat> what the plan was if anything happened and, and again i want to be very very vague be- <laughs> but it was everything i could do to stop from just bursting out laughing it was so outrageous it was so ridiculous it was so it was so crazy what the plan was if something happened and i thought <clears throat> man i pray nothing happens because if it does well anyway i think most churches have really great security teams and a wonderful plan but there is always <clears throat> that one yeah uh this gentleman had he had much much too much time on his hands to uh, plan out the plan And that's all I'll say. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right, I've got to take a break. Uh, If we don't get another phone call real quick, then I'm going to get into something very controversial, and probably several of you will disagree with me. And that's okay. But I need to deal with this because this is going to be a big problem. So hang with me. My number, 877 bob live
0: Today's news, God's word and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie live.
1: The Christian church has always faced the difficulty of a changing culture and how to reach that culture. The Christian church has always faced the difficulty of how do we adapt to new trends, new technology? I mean, there was a time when people thought sound systems were demon-possessed. A microphone was evil. An electric organ was straight out of the pit of hell. In fact, if you go back far enough, there was a time when pianos We're evil. Uh, Well, obviously, sound systems, well, sometimes sound systems are demon-possessed. But, but, uh, you know, and then we had the big screens, and uh, do we use them, do we not use them? And, you know, so this, dealing with new technology and cultural trends and changes and so forth, there's nothing new about that. But the bottom line is, I think we are to use new technology, new techniques, understand the culture around us and how to reach them, but above all, we must remain biblical. Does the new technology, does the new trend allow us to accomplish spreading the gospel, making people disciples, and being a New Testament church? Uh, Can you have a sound system and do everything that God calls the New Testament church to do? Yeah, sure can. Can you have an electric organ and do everything that God says the New Testament church should be? Yep, sure can. Can you use the big TV screens and uh, still do what God calls the church to do? Yeah, sure can. Don't have to, but you can. But the newest trend, the newest fad does not always allow us to be what God wants the church to be. And part of the problem here is the internet. I have made my position very, very clear. There is no such thing as an internet church. It doesn't exist. Now, if that is the only way you can worship with your local church because you are shut in at your home, you can't get out, wonderful, praise God. But that is the exception, not the rule. People who are just sitting home watching TV on their computers simply because they don't want to get out, and they're too lazy to get out of bed and get dressed. No, 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 no. No. Uh, when covid hit for m- most churches the only way they could worship was through streaming on, th- uh, through streaming great wonderful or the drive-in church bring the cars in the parking lot fine if that's the only thing you can do okay but it should never never take place of the live, in-person interaction that is demanded of the local church. Well, the next big fad is the metaverse. The virtual reality metaverse. And I'm coming across article after article after article about how wonderful virtual church is. Now, for those of you that are not familiar with what a virtual church is, that's where you put on the virtual glasses, the goggles, or whatever, like gaming people use. And and by the way, they're incredible. When you put those things on, you see things 3D. D, and I mean, it really is incredible. Well, many churches are saying, well, we've got this technology, and it's like being right there. Why not use it? In fact, I have an article in my hand. The headline is, Virtual feels ripe for a real harvest. Here's how the article begins. The metaverse is coming and is going to need evangelizing, says an advocate of digital discipleship and digital expressions of church. The metaverse is a virtual online world where a person can live a virtual life through a custom character called an avatar. But with the proliferation of online and virtual churches over the last couple of years, the metaverse poses poses an interesting question for followers of Christ. If an avatar accepts Christ as Savior, does the real person represented by the avatar spend eternity with God? That's a fascinating question. Then the article interviews a leader with the Leadership Network who says some real people are planting virtual churches in the metaverse, and they're leading others to Christ through their avatars. Quote, we are seeing that happening in real life, where people are accepting Christ, where lives are being changed. Atheists, agnostics, de-church people, people who walked away from the building swearing they'd never come back. Those people are starting to re-engage with the Bride of Christ through virtual reality headsites. headsets. Pardon me. He says his metaverse pastors are empowering different types of leaders to reach different types of people for Christ in different environments, all the while respecting the biblical model for church. Churches are planting a new expression of church in places like Altspace, VR, Rec Room, and VR Chat. Uh, Let's see. Uh, One of the pastors of a metaverse church said, if I were to sum up my past year doing VR church, I would do so by quoting Jesus. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Uh, My advice would be this. Put on a headset. Step into virtual reality and witness the reality of the immense potential of winning kingdom territory all over the world from your basement. Folks, listen. I'm going to run out of time before the break, so let me give you my opinion on this, and let me try to prove it biblically after we come back from the break. Could we use this for evangelism? Yes! Is it a church? No. Can we use it to win people to Jesus? Yes. Do we continue this virtual church service and make it an online virtual metaverse church? Absolutely not. You cannot fulfill the commands given to the local church virtually. Oh, it's appealing. It is so appealing because it's so anonymous. You don't have to see anybody. They don't have to see you. You can pretend to be anything you want. You can pick out an avatar that makes you this or that and makes you something that you are not. But it is not church. And yet, churches all across the country are planting virtual churches.